0: Hello and welcome to episode one, two, four of My Pocket Psych, the podcast all about the psychology of the workplace. I'm Dr. Richard McKinnon. I'm a chartered psychologist and coach. And in this episode, we're going to take a look at those tasks that just won't die. The zombie tasks. It's an interesting phrase. But before we get stuck into this main content, a quick reminder about our new premium online community which we've called Community Plus. And that's because it's a paid-for tier within our existing community. And you'll be able to access masterclasses with subject matter experts, high-quality training courses, office hours sessions with me, and an ongoing personal development program. Now, all of this is online, is recorded, is accessible via any device that you might own, and it's all for just £9.99 per month, which I have been consistently pointing out to people is less than the cost of a pizza here in London, a, a good pizza anyway. But the reason I'm mentioning it is for listeners of My Pocket Psych, I want to extend a special offer. So if you visit the show notes for this episode at worklifepsychcom slash podcast, you'll find a link which will enable you to sign up for Community Plus for just £5 per month, forever. So that's quite the discount. Um, It's my way of saying thank you to all of you that have been listening to the podcast for all of this time. But to be fair, if this is your very first episode, you're both welcome. And congratulations for getting your hands on a pretty reasonable discount. Now, if you want to know more about Community Plus before you know, signing up, pressing go. Uh, you can visit worklifepsych.com forward slash community plus and the whole um contents are, are listed there, the whole rationale, what we're hoping to achieve with it. It's all set out there, as well as a button you can press that will take you straight to the sign up page. But feel free to get in touch with me directly if you've got any questions at all about the concept or about how you might go about joining. And of course You can leave at any time. Uh, If it's not working out for you, you can just cancel your membership. The last thing I want to do is keep people prisoner within something like this. So 50% discount for listeners. Um, My way of saying thank you. So these zombie tasks, what do I mean by that? First of all, this isn't my phrase. It's one I've come across quite a few times over the last few years, usually used to describe tasks that we need to do, um, but they don't get done. And so they keep appearing on our task list. So every time we look at the to-do list, the same task or tasks are there. And as you might imagine, that's not very enthusing. It's not very motivating, and it can really get us down. And what I want to do is explore why this might be. Why might the same uh, incomplete tasks keep appearing? What is it about them that prevents us from getting them done? And secondly, what can we do about that? How can we increase the likelihood that we'll get them off the list and not be so bothered by them? The first reason... These tasks keep reappearing on the to-do list. And, and this could be however you do it. It could be on a scrap of paper. It could be in a specially designed app. It could be in a notebook. The point is you keep seeing it. And the first reason is that it's not actually a task. You're looking at something. And you've got it on a list of tasks, but it's more like a project. It's too big. Um, it's too big to be done in one go. And so when you look at it, it feels overwhelming, it feels difficult to start, and you might find yourself saying, I'll do that tomorrow, or I'll come back to it later. But the point is, it shouldn't be on the list in the first place. A constituent task that will help you uh, complete that project, that is what should be on the list. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. So You've probably heard me mention this before on the podcast, that we really need to distinguish, and get into the habit of distinguishing between tasks that are actionable now versus projects that are made up of tasks. So if you think about it, if something keeps popping up on your list, ask yourself, is this a task that could be done in one go, or is, is it more like a project that I need to split up? It can be that when we read the task, Um, it's missing a sense of priority or urgency. Neither of those are attached to it. So it it just seems like it's just another task. And things that are more urgent or are for people who are attaching more urgency to their requests, they get done. And of course, we don't have unlimited time or energy. And so we, we run out of one or both of those. And this task is still on the list. And so we haven't gone through the whole cycle of understanding uh, what does it mean to do this. We haven't got clarity on what's in our inbox, if you like. And so we haven't thought about uh, the relative priority of the task or its urgency or its importance. It doesn't stand out. On a related point, it might be that we just don't have a deadline attached to it. Now, often our tasks do have a deadline imposed by somebody else. It might be a deadline um, like uh, paying a bill. There's a very firm date by which the bill must be paid, and that sort of makes the decision for us. It needs to be done. It's been decided. It might be that your manager gives you a task to do, and it tells you it needs to be completed by the end of the week. There's a deadline. But but many of the other things we decide need to be done in our jobs or in our personal lives don't necessarily come with a deadline and so therefore it can be easier or it can seem like it makes more sense just to focus on the things where the deadlines are clear and or impending it's 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 today's work or this week's work and so there those tasks we get to the end of the week they had no deadline we find them still on our list the following week now think about it for a moment. If you're one of those people that likes to work in an analog way, you know, you're writing out your lists, how is it going to feel to keep writing those same tasks again and again? You're not going to feel like you've accomplished much. You may begin to question your own level of productivity or focus. It's not necessarily a pleasant experience. You may ask yourself, what difference is it going to make if I do this? It might not be clear. It might not be something that stands out as being meaningful. Now, this can be for all kinds of reasons. Maybe it's one of those tasks you've been asked to do by somebody else. Maybe it's the way you've expressed it to yourself. But when you've got multiple things on a list and something doesn't jump out as being something meaningful or impactful or worthy of your time and attention, it may just stay on that list. You may, having written this down or typed it into your app several weeks ago come back to it and you're not quite clear what it means now it, it's not the same as someone leaving a scribbled note on your desk but it's not far off that you haven't thought about your future self and i think we can all agree we've been there we've looked at a note it's in our handwriting or it's in our app and we think i don't, I don't even know what that means so what do we do will we leave it we falsely believe that if we Reflect on it, or if we push it into the future, it'll somehow become more clear. There are many things that can be on our task list that just thinking about starting them fills us with dread or fills us with boredom, fills us with anxious thoughts. It can be that this remains on our task list because of how we're thinking and feeling about it. So putting all of the objectivity about difficulty or deadlines or priorities to one side, our emotional, our cognitive relationship with the task can really prevent us from making a start, from getting it done, and so we keep revisiting it. And this can be an example that that feels really awful. Um, It's not only incomplete, but it's one that you feel, you feel really uncomfortable about starting. And finally, An example that several of my clients have mentioned in coaching conversations, it's a task that was due quite some time ago. You've missed the deadline, Um, but the guilt of incompletion, (laughs) the guilt that you've missed the deadline and haven't done it, keeps it on the list. And so you believe that at some point you will get around to it and that guilt will um, evaporate. But of course, that doesn't make sense. If you've missed the deadline and nothing's happened as a result, should it have been on your list? Maybe there's a new task to replace it because the deadline's been missed. Maybe there's much more to be done. Maybe there's nothing to be done. The point is merely uh, shunting it into the future in the hope that you'll get around to it someday isn't going to improve the situation. Now, let me pause for a second here. That's not the finite list of all the reasons things can keep appearing on our to-do list. You may be listening to this and thinking, well, several of those at least sound a lot like procrastination. And, and they can because so much of our procrastination habit is rooted in discomfort. But a number of these are a function of how we're expressing our workload to ourselves and how we're thinking and feeling, uh, making a connection with the work itself. I want to be clear, though, I I don't view this as some kind of character flaw or personal failing. So many of us are dealing with a a level of workload that's not sustainable, um, a style of working that doesn't give us room to breathe or reflect. And so jumping on the next actionable task, jumping on the next urgent thing, maybe jumping on the next thing that's even a bit pleasurable or enjoyable, that makes sense, right? But Just because it's clear, just because it's easy, just because it could be fun, it doesn't mean that's the thing that ideally should be done in this moment. And as time passes, we realize, that's something I could have or should have done last week, and now it's facing me again. And as I said, it's not very enthusing, it's not very motivating. It can feel a bit disappointing. So what can we do about these zombie tasks, these tasks that keep resurrecting themselves? Well, if you think about it this way, one of the most uh, motivating things about having a physical task list can be scratching them off, ticking the box, um, you know, drawing that line through them. It's so powerful because it gives us a, a visual representation of the work that has been completed. And that's one of the advantages to keeping our workload in the form of lists because it it sort of visually represents um, and and brings clarity to what needs to be done, which is much more helpful than having these things floating around in our minds. So let's start with make sure that everything that's on your list is an actual actionable task. You you need to have a, a certain amount of specificity You need to have a certain amount of actionability in tasks to make sure they are things that can be done. So here, it's basically the sense check of, is this a task or is it a project? And if you spot the difference and you realize there's a project on your list, gold star, you know, this isn't a failing, this is a win. This is realizing, I've been looking at a list of projects. No wonder it's hard to make any progress. So make sure that the list consists of things that can be done. Secondly, And it's one that we often forget. If it feels a bit overwhelming, simply break it into smaller subtasks. Slice it thinly so that you can make some progress. And if nothing else, it means the same task isn't appearing all the time on your list. You are making some progress. It can really help you feel a little bit more motivated. Now, when it comes to understanding the place of this task in the scheme of things, it's very important to clarify the relative importance and urgency of the task. We've talked about prioritization on this podcast so many times before because of its central importance in helping us uh, get our stuff done. So, really looking at it at an essential level, we can ask ourselves if this thing keeps appearing on my list and I haven't done it, Does it even matter? Am I putting it back on the list each time out of a sense of duty, out of a sense of guilt? Am I doing it without really thinking? And if I can ask myself if if it even matters and, and there have been no consequences to the task not being done, do I need to keep it on the list? Maybe I can really just strike it off once and for all. And on a related note, If we haven't been given a deadline for something, we can give ourselves a deadline. Now, it doesn't mean we have to stick to it. What it allows us to do is to say, well, if I want to get this done by then, this is when I need to make a start. These are all the other commitments I have, so maybe that deadline isn't as realistic as I thought, so I'll move that deadline. Any of these things are more helpful than no deadline, because these things, as we all know, are much more likely to get pushed into the future. So ensuring that you've got priorities and you've got a deadline for each of these things you want to do. Context is really important. It's one of the things that stops us from taking action where we've been asked to do something or when something has been procrastinated about a little bit. So context, take a step back. Ask yourself how the task contributes to one of your goals or clarify how this task will help you move forward in one of your key projects. It gives it meaning. It gives it a sense of purpose. And this may, in fact, lead it to have a a higher sense of urgency when you look at it. It helps you understand why you're doing it in the first place. And even if, with all of that, you're still not motivated to make a start on it, you can ask yourself, well, if I was to complete this, if I was to actually knuckle down and do this, how would I be putting my most important values into action? That's another way of exploring purpose and meaning, making it something worthwhile to you, giving you that context as to why you would do something that's not fun, or that is difficult, or that is unclear. Finally, when it comes to that icky feeling i use that phrase a lot right that that ick the discomfort of oh i don't really want to do this thing our gut can tell us to move away from that no one wants to feel uncomfortable our gut can say you know what do it tomorrow free yourself up from the ick today do something much more fun now our mind is very good at giving us all kinds of stories as to why tomorrow is a better day but Instead of moving away from that discomfort, and instead of trying to minimize the ick, what we can do is just look at it, pause and notice that discomfort, maybe name it, get more specific about it, and then decide how much we are prepared to accept it as the price of doing some of this work. Are we prepared to feel a little bit bored while we do something boring? Are we prepared to feel a little bit uncertain while we do something new. It doesn't mean the discomfort goes away. That's not the exercise here. It means that we can put it in context and see it as part of things while we move towards our important goals and uh, finishing our important projects. So my challenge to you listening to this today is to have a look at your to-do list, whether it is in your notebook, whether it's in your app of choice, have a look at what you've said you'll do this week and see if there are any tasks there that you said you would do last week and maybe the week before and they continue to resurrect themselves like zombies coming out of the ground and you're not feeling great about them. I want you to do two things if you would find it helpful. First of all, clarify why it is that you haven't done it yet. This is not, as I say, failing. This is bringing a bit of clarity so you can understand why uh, you 're in the position you 're in, and secondly, what is it that you can do from what i 've mentioned that would help you move this forward a little bit and it 's not about ramping productivity up to eleven, whatever that means. it is about honesty, it is about focus it 's about doing the stuff that matters and when we look at our task lists with a little bit more objectivity, we might find that we 've been uh, a little bit ambitious, that we've been doing things out of a sense of misplaced duty or guilt, and that actually, if we can strip those out, we're left with a much more manageable list of things to do. I hope you found this useful. I hope it is practical. It's certainly a conversation that that comes up in virtually every productivity workshop uh, I've run in the last seven or eight years. I'd love to hear what you have to think about it. Uh, You can get in contact with us via email. You can send us an update as to how this has gone for you or how the zombie tasks have appeared for you in your experience. Uh, The email address is podcast at worklifepsych.com. Don't forget about Community Plus. You can find out all the details about that at worklifepsych.com slash community plus. And I'd love to see you online, having taken advantage of that 50% discount do get in touch with your questions about that and as ever thanks for listening thanks for downloading this episode of my pocket psych to get in touch with questions and feedback, you can tweet us at WorkLifePsych or leave us a message on the contact form at www.worklifesyke.com slash contact. Thanks for listening.